You are now tuned in to the Generation Wrestling Podcast. And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold of the franchise, better known as the Showstopper. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family. Introducing first up, he is the human encyclopedia wrestling, the flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything. Flawless Joey V. How you doing? Good, man. It's the first Monday of the new year. I watched the 91 Royal Rumble already. The 95 Rumble and 92 and 93. And this is why you are the encyclopedia. And across the way, as always, we got a chroma coated, the light skinned Teddy Pendergrass, aka Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, better known as Two Code Kimbro. Bro, how you doing? Man, I'm good, man. And first off, I'm going to apologize to the group and to the people. You know, it's on me. We know we're getting the show out a little late. So it's my bad. It's all, I, I take the blame for it. So. You know, let's get let's let's get going. Yeah, if you want to know his address, you can send hate mail hate mail to. It's one five nine four two Elm Street. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, first up, man, we got the AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite review show, man. You already know, man. This is the man of the hour, the flawless phenomenon, Joey B. Take the reins, brother. All right, well, I guess I got AEW, man, since nobody else wants it. All right, so <laughs> we begin the night, man. I got to say this, man. I like the AEW setup, man. It looked small in that little vicinity they were in in Jacksonville, but I liked it, man. It looked kind of cool. All right. Yeah, it, it has that NXT kind of small uh, small arena kind of feel to it. Uh, it, it they really popped for the for the fans. It, it it really popped for the wrestlers, and when they were doing their moves and everything that they were doing. So yeah, it it, it did feel a little a little more cozy, a little more intimate. But uh, uh, I don't know. I still like their I still like their live their their other crowd. Yeah. All right. Well, the first match we got the rematch. We got Cody versus Darby Allen. Cody, you know, comes out with Double A Arn Anderson. Allen comes out with I forget the dude's name, but they showed him in the video package. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'll go with uh Too Cold, man. What'd you think of this match? It was a good match. Uh, Allen definitely showed me a lot more than what he did in his first match. He actually wrestled Cody for a little bit more. Uh, my only downfall for this match is I actually rather had Allen win this match. Uh, just on the fact that Cody's playing the storyline, he can't challenge for the title. So, what do him needing the victory right now? You know, really, what what does it really mean for him? I mean, uh, he's gonna end up probably taking a loss to MJF later on. That that's fine, but I feel like Allen should have got this victory. You know, you restarted the rankings. You can't challenge for the uh championship anyway. So. You know, it, this would have been better for Allen to kind of get that victory because he's definitely popular. He's definitely over with the people, and I. That, but that's just me. You know, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like he should have got the victory. But other than that, it was a good match. Franchise. Uh yeah, uh, good pace, good chemistry. Uh, I love Allen's quickness, man. He, he's hella quick. Uh, I liked his aggressiveness, man. He definitely brought the fight to Cody. Um. Like K Breezy said, uh, it was, there was a lot more wrestling in this match from Allen. 
uh, to me, I feel like Allen showed out, man. Even though he did take the loss, I felt like he looked really good. And honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing another match between the two. Uh, also, going back to what K. Breezy said, I'm not really sure what the win did for Cody um, because he's not going to be able to challenge for a title. So, you know, I, I don't really understand what that first win really meant for Cody. But Overall, man, it was a good match. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And Allen, to me, was the standout in this match. Yeah, man, I liked the coffin drop on the outside, like how he did it, uh, I think, a week or two ago. Man, I love it. Um, Yeah, and this time it actually landed compared to when at the pay-per-view. Yeah, and uh, it's crazy about, like, Allen. Like, there's, like, a lot of Hall of Famers that say, like, man, he's going to be a big star in the wrestling industry. And, like, it's crazy. Like, he loses, but, like, he, but, like, it doesn't make him look bad. Like, he doesn't look bad losing. You know? No, he's got that Jeff Hardy appeal. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's a good comparison. All right. Next match. We got the Fatal Four Way for the Women's Championship match. We got Riho, the champion, versus Sheeta, versus Britt Baker, versus. Nyla Rose, man, great match. Uh, franchise, what do you think of this match? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I love the match. They, they also, this is also another match. They got a pretty decent time. Uh, everybody, I feel like, kind of got a chance to hit their spots and look, you know, pretty good. Um, Sheeta, uh, I can't remember her first name. I think Hike. I can't. I'm not even going to butcher her, her first name like that. But Sheeta, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, so Sheeta, I, I really won uh, the biggest fan. I didn't really have nothing against her. I just didn't see enough to really make me a fan. And this Fatal 4-Way, however, man, to me, you know me, I'm big on standouts. Like, who stood out in this match? And even though Rio ended up winning, she got the pin over Britt Baker. To me, the star of this match was Sheeta. Man, to see her... To be as slim and as small as she is, but to show off her athleticism, to show off her strength, picking up Nyla Rose, slamming her, you know, that's you know, that's not an easy task. And I'm pretty sure there's some men that can't even do that. So, hmm. I mean, the match, I loved it, man. It was a good match. And now you're starting to kind of slowly see, you know, the evolution of the women's division at AEW. So, um, I'm curious to see, you know, Chris Statlander versus Rio. I, I, I want to see where they go with that, but for this match, good match. Okay, Breezy. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it was a good fatal four-way. Uh, I like that each woman got to display themselves. They got enough time to kind of, you know, be the, be the one-ups. Uh, other than that, there was a few spots. Uh, it was hit and miss for me, but um, I, my only, I guess my only gripe with this match would be the finish, um, I just feel like Rio's roll up on Baker just wasn't like you could just tell it wasn't strong enough. For I, I felt like Baker should have just kicked out just because it was just such a weak cover, and maybe that's just because Rio's so small, it doesn't really look that believable. But uh, Kashida, man, yeah, I, I, I like her since her first debut. Um, I, she really stood out in this match. She took a lot of bumps. Uh, especially that one off the uh, the side where she went through the table by Rose, you know. So you know, she 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 definitely she definitely took some hit. Um, but I like the match, and I like where it went afterwards with uh, Britt Baker interrupting Rio's interview, just kind of dogging her out. And 
I, I, I don't mind that because that's a that's been one of the gripes that I've been having with Rio as champion. Other than she's just really just a bit too small to really sell a lot of the stuff that you know she does, and you know people are doing their best, and you can see it. They're doing their best to sell it, but I, I feel like she needs to have a more speed attack than 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 what she does. But other than that, man, this was a this was a great match, and like Flaw uh, franchise said great evolution to the AEW's women's division. Uh, can't wait to see what happened with Statliner next week. Hopefully she can take the title off Rio. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if there isn't some uh, shenanigans from somebody. You know, I'm glad you brought up that backstage segment because I was just going to get into that. And I loved it how, like, Britt Breaker told her, like, I'm here every week, even with my practice. You're maybe here, like, once a month. And, you know, Riho gave her, like, that look like a scared little puppy. Like, so I like that tenacity by Britt Baker. Oh, yeah. All right. Next up on AEW Dynamite, we got... Moxley, John Moxley versus Trent. Man, it's crazy. Like, Trent, man, like, look good, man. He's been looking good in these single matches. Like, we'll get into this, like, a little bit later with another review show. But, like, man, AEW's, like, in single matches, man, they show out and they look good. Uh, So, um, uh, Kay Breezy, what do you think of this match? I, this was a good match, man. I thought uh, Trent, you know, he held his own against Boxley. I mean, you know, Boxley, Boxley, big fan, love what he does. His his in rework and his time at WWE and his style and his knowledge of the business is truly showing out. And I love that about him. And, well, I love that more about him. And like I say, Trent held his own. He's definitely, definitely got a spot in the singles uh rankings once he decides you know he's done with the tag team division I, I a good match i definitely want to see more of trent you know just you know once he starts getting that push you know to be one of those guys to be considered for the top spot um i yeah i liked everything about it man this was definitely a good match especially with the orange cassidy and i love yeah. the orange cassidy bit in, <laughs> during the match franchise it's funny, man, because every time, you know, you you ask us questions, I'm looking at my notes, and it's like, Kay Breezy says one or two things that I already had in my notes. So I'm going to I'm going to sound a little repetitive, but to kind of second what he said, yeah, Trent, he definitely held his own. I like the match was super hard-hitting, and, and it was stiff to me, but in a good way. Um, Trent looked very impressive. Once again, Moxley, he picked up the win via, you know, the paradigm shift, but I love these matches where even though the most over guy with the exception of Cody, you know, even though they're, you know, they're winning in the end, the person that looks the best so far are the losers. And I, and, 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 and I like that. I like that. You can have these guys go out here and lose. And it's like, damn, like you look better than a winner. And Mox, he's just, he, he's in his own league. So that's not even a knock on him, but I didn't. I honestly didn't think I was going to enjoy this match as much as I did. You know, especially when I found out it was Trent from the uh, best friends. But turns out to be one of the matches of the night, in my opinion. So I liked it a lot, man. You know, Trent he definitely showed me a lot, and I'm actually interested and invested in Trent as a fan from a single standpoint, almost as much as I am as a tag team wrestler. 
you know it's crazy. Like you look at like AEW Weekly, like they'll say like, okay, they just throw matches together, and you either look at it two ways. You're like, oh, okay, that could be core. Uh, why are they putting that together? But you know what's crazy? Like those matches, you're like, damn, man. After you watch it, like, damn, that was a good match. You know, like it's crazy how they can just throw people in there, and you're gonna get a good match. And uh, you know what? I have to say. I can't believe I didn't mention it earlier, man. Taz on commentary was awesome. Oh yeah, most hands definitely. down, great. <laughs> oh yeah, I could. I, I I can't wait till they uh when they branch out and bring in that that second show. I can't wait to see for them to hire Taz and he can him and uh, Excalibur can run that show. Yeah, man. Like, or it could be like him and Shivani on right. one show and then Excalibur and JR on Dynamite. Like but like Taz and like Excalibur and Jim Ross, I mean even though they missed Shivani because of the like Georgia Bulldogs game. But man, Taz, like it, it just fit perfect. So great. So after Moxley wins, Sammy Guevara comes out through the crowd, takes a dude's popcorn, starts eating it and then tosses it behind him and hits the dude in the face with the popcorn. <laughs> Which the dude was like, what the hell? And then he comes and he's trying to get Moxley, you know, to join Inner Circle. And then we get Chris Jericho on the Titan Tron, or not Titan Tron, whatever the Tron. And he talks about Moxley, like, hey, Mox, I got a present for you. It's a 4GT, it's worth over like a million dollars. Or a couple million. He said the inner circle pitched in. Has its own custom Moxley license plate. Uh, And Moxley said, you know, hey, I'll give you my answer next week. Franchise, what'd you, guys, what'd you think of this? I mean, you know, I liked it. You got to... Uh, I'm trying to do uh, what I... I'm trying to not do with AEW what I do with WWE. And that's try to predict what's going to happen before it happens. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the common sense we would like to think, you know, this is an angle where Mosh is not going to join the interstate. He's going to drag it out. He's going to beat up Jericho. They're going to do Yada, yada, yada. But AEW is still really very, very brand new. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take the storyline for what it is. I like it. I like where it could go. Uh, if you listen to Jericho, even though he's full of shit, the points he made were very valid points. And he's talking about how he want Moxley to be like the what do you say the the, the vice president or the co CEO. <laughs> he want to get right. like 50-50 control and all. He's like, <laughs> if you didn't know you were watching wrestling, you would think this motherfucker is talking about like a legit like four to five hundred company. <laughs> and it, it, it was it was funny, but that goes to show just the creative. That's creative. how that's how he was trying to sell the, the inner circle, yeah. like it was. 500 <laughs> foreign country and it, yeah. and it really yeah I, I've seen better uh, promos from Jericho this this wasn't his worst but uh, like Franchise said it was very predictable and just in his storytelling uh, I just I see a DDP you know kind of turn when he when he felt like he was joining the NWO and then he really didn't I, I, I see that type of thing happening for Moxley you know, yeah. but like I said, it, it, it wasn't bad, but you know, it was it, it I've seen better. I'll tell you this, man. I like during the split commercial break, Sammy Guevara with the cards again. 
man too good. All right, so that brings me into the next match, which was Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Man, not bad. I'll tell you this, man. Dustin Rhodes, Canadian Destroyer on the ring apron. Yes. Like, I had to rewind it. Like, wow, how did he hit that uh, uh, franchise? What did you think of this match? Man, you know, Dustin Rhodes is, you know, he he, he gets better with time, man, better with age. Uh, what is he, what, 50, early 50s? And this yeah. guy's up here doing flips off the apron on the outside. This guy's hitting Canadian Destroyers on the outside. This guy, he's looking good. And to see the different phases of him as gold dust and to see how much weight he's gained and lost. And to see him now, man, arguably probably in the best shape of his life. And he out here kicking ass. And he's showing that DDP he's the yoga. Yeah, that DDP wow, man, you know, and he and he's showing he can hang with the young guys like Sammy Guevara. I felt like this match was it, it, it was pretty decently paced. I didn't feel like, you know, Guevara had to slow down too much. And I didn't feel like, you know, Rose had to try to keep up too quick. I feel like it was a pretty, pretty, pretty good match down the middle, man. Obviously, you know, uh, Guevara won, but I like, I like, I like seeing Dustin, man. You know, I like Dustin. Give my guy one more run, please, one more. Okay, uh, okay, Breezy. Yeah, um, the best thing about this match for me uh, was that Hager was actually <clears throat> outside the ring. He was actually there where, you know, he was nowhere to be found when they had the six-man tag, where I felt, you know, even though he should have been a part of that match, because the story is really him and Dustin. It's not Guevara versus Dustin. Guevara is just wrestling because Hager's doing uh, MMA. So, but other than that, um, I like that he was out there and he interfered and, you know, he was a distraction to Dustin in the match and it cost Dustin a match, actually. So, eventually, I'm hoping that by the next pay-per-view we'll finally get the payoff to this and we'll finally get that Dustin versus Hager match. Um, regardless of what type of match it is, I, I, I you know, you, you, you're going to build this story, you know, only but for so long. And the pay-per-view is what, this month, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, it should be this month yeah. or uh, end of this month, I think. End of this month. We're right. So you, you definitely, yeah, it's definitely time to pay it off because if you don't pay it off now, um, I, I I don't feel like it'll really be much much worth much later on. So, uh, but other than that, it was a good match. Uh, you know, Sammy he wasn't as slow as he was. You know, and and that's just sometimes in his character moves and what he does and his, you know, when he's pandering to the crowd and all that stuff. And that's you know that's fine. That's his character, but it wasn't as kind of just lazy drawn out like it was before it sammy was definitely on his game tonight you know even before the match and during the match okay okay next up we get probably the best heel right now in the business mjf comes out with wardlow he cuts a promo he's talking about cody i got my stipulations for you for the revolution pay-per-view one is cody cannot touch him Number two, you got to face Wardlow in a steel cage match. And three, MJF gets to whip Cody like the dog he is ten times. Ten consecutive times. Right. Uh, okay, Breezy, what do you think of the promo? Uh, it was a, it, it was, it was an okay promo. Uh, I want to see him. Uh, I don't know. It, it. it uh, <sighs> Okay, so I don't, I, I don't, I joke with you, you know, about AEW sometimes, 
but when I when I watch it and I try to turn off my WWE blinders, like I don't want to watch it like okay, I don't want to watch it like I'm watching WWE. I want to watch it like it's AEW. Now, as far as him coming out and cutting the promo, the promo was fine. Uh, sometimes the smiling and and the runoff jokes didn't always hit, but as far as being a heel, as far as being that asshole, dude is definitely on is, is definitely one of the top in the business as far as AEW is concerned. He's definitely up there. He still got some work to do, but he can clearly go out there and cut a promo. Uh, I thought maybe he he didn't do it too fast, but you know how Jericho kind of has that that slow delivered, but yet it's it's it, it pops when he's when he talks. Yeah. I feel like MJ's trying to do that, but he hasn't gotten there just yet. But other than that, I had no problem with the promo. I'm excited for the uh, Steel Cage match because pretty sure that'll be their first real big uh, kind of hardcore match they've really really done on TV. So um, yeah, uh, it, it was a good promo, and I'm excited to see what uh see what happens with Cody in that cage match. That Steel Cage match will look nice January 19th mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Franchise, your thoughts on the promo? If you have any. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to start backwards. I'm going to start with the Steel Cage match. If I didn't know it was going to be in Cleveland, but now that I do know that. No, 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 no. I don't know. I said it would be nice if it was. Oh, okay. I'm going to say, I want to know the aesthetics of that Steel Cage and the Wolf thing. But, okay, never mind. But, uh, so, I want to I go to MJF and uh, his, his steel tactics. It is amazing to me how this guy, even on TV, gets away with as much shit as he does. I mean, the guy sits up here, he's slapping people hats off their head, literally, like walking up, knocking their hat off their head. He throwing shit at people. He right here, literally two inches away from somebody's face, just talking mad shit. And it's like, yo, you are one ballsy individual. Um, but to go back to what K Breezy said, you know, I can definitely sense a little uh, Jericho isms and the way he delivers some of his uh, his promos. But I honestly feel he will be the best heel in AEW. Give it a little bit of time. He's still young. He's twenty three, you know. But I definitely can see if, if, if he can if he can step his promo game up and step his in ring wrestling up a little bit, man. He can definitely be the face of AEW. No questions asked. No doubt. I'll tell you this, man. One thing I like is he comes out and JR's like, oh, here comes this son of a bitch. Oh, sorry, folks. <laughs> <I'm not doing> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good old JR. Yeah. Now in the now we get to the backstage segment where Adam Hangman Page is pouring himself a drink and part party takes the glass away while Adam was pouring. You know, they have a little, you know. You know, riffraff going back and forth. Uh, you know, uh, anybody care? I mean, does anybody care? Or? I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was something, but it was nothing. Um, I guess you know, it was just a setup for them to have a match. I, I, I felt like that didn't necessarily need a reason. You could have just made that as a match. Like next week, we got. Kenny Omega and Hank, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus Private Party. Oh, sweet, cool. That'd be awesome to see. Isn't that? A man, then, isn't that? Isn't that happening next week? Right. It is happening. Yeah, they yeah. They, they announced that. I'm, I'm yeah. a little ahead of myself. Sorry, but they are announcing that. But 
I didn't feel like that needed a reason. Not not that reason. Not the way that came off. I mean, if that was just a little, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I guess it played a part because it was private party. They were doing an interview. They were in a bar. That's their gimmick. So and then he just shows up and makes him a drink. So I guess it it created something. It was something, but um, it I you know I, I would have been fine without it. You could have just. You could have made the match first and then have him show up. Maybe that would have added a little bit more flair to it. I would have announced like, hey, next week we got this match coming up. And, you know, since we got this match coming up, let's go ahead and have go back and talk to private party. Then while talking to private party, then Hangman Page showed up. I think maybe they did it out of order. Maybe they could have did it that way. But, uh, you know, it, you know, it's still going to be an exciting match. I, you know, I'm going to watch it. Okay. Hey, guys, really quick. I got some breaking news. Y'all ready? Sure. What's up? I'm the devil, yes. Introduce yourself. I'm the Gabby Ronius. <laughs> What's happening, little mama? Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Say, say what up, Flawless. What up, Flawless. Say what up, Too Cold. <laughs> What else to call? Say we not need... much, little mom, little little franchise. What's happening with you? Nothing. <laughs> is, That's is, all right. Is a franchise uh, being nice to you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Is he telling you to say yes? Yeah, you just let us know. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, little mama. You good? You doing good? <laughs> All right, man. She she still wants to make her cameo appearance, so you know I had to hold up my daddy duties and uh, you know, make sure she got in on the air. Nice. Uh, right. so, uh, franchise. Did you have any comments on the bar scene with Adam Hangman Page and Private Party? <sighs> I thought it was funny, man. I thought it was funny. A little, a little bit corny, but I thought it was funny. I just want to know exactly what does this mean for Adam? Uh, for Hangman Page is for his gimmick, you know. Is he going to go full-on heel? Is this going to be just like some type of drunken character who goes out and loses every match now? Like, <laughs> I, I'm curious to where they're going to go because I can see a plethora of different options here. Uh, I just hope, you know, that with the, you know, restarted, you know, the roster in the new year, I hope he, I hope he gets that title push, man, even if he doesn't win the title. I hope he gets that push that we've seen him get, you know, at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's crazy, man. Like, I liked him on commentary for the main event. You know, mm-hmm. he was, like, kind of like, mm-hmm. like, throwing his little t- two cents, you know, like, seemed like, like he was oh, drunk. Like, I didn't even know, I didn't even know we was going to have a match. I didn't even know I was teaming with Omega, but <laughs> yeah. I guess I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's your boy, but okay. All right, next up, we get the main event of the night, which was Lucha Brothers and Pat versus the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Man, great six-man tag. I go UK Breezy because I know your boy Ray Phoenix. and I mean, we're all a fan of Ray Phoenix, man. You've been, you know, talking of Ray Phoenix. I know when you watch AEW, you can't wait to see Ray Phoenix. What did you think of this match? <laughs> Why you say his name so many times? <laughs> Because because he, he the shit. Um, okay. As far as the match goes, great match. Great main event. 
uh, all six men did their damn thing. Loved it. Watched it over again. Uh, for me, I don't feel like, ah, okay. I, okay, so my issue was I don't feel like the Lucha Bros and Pac were hill enough. Like, yeah. Pac is, Pac is, is a devious-ass dude. And the Lucha Bros, you know, they just devious in themselves. And I don't, I just didn't feel like there was enough heel antics between this, between those three. Uh, they, like I said, they had great spots. They had good moments. I liked them. I just, I, I felt like they should have cheated. I felt like they should have cheated the elite out of this victory. Like, yeah. This should have been, you know, th- th- this should have been a great match. They should have all looked good, but they should have cheated their ass off to get this victory. And I just felt like, that was the one thing that was really missing in this match for me because I like those three and to see them as a tag team, I, man, that's a great six man tag uh, to go up against the elite. So I, I just, yeah, I, I just felt it wasn't hillish enough. They they didn't do enough dirty deeds and dirty stuff for me to really be like, man, yeah, you know, I like this six man tag. I, I, these guys are they're 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 heels. They're, you know, they don't they don't play by the rules. They I didn't see enough of that. You know, it's crazy. Before I get to you, Francis, uh, the one move that I really liked, it was the Young Bucks. They did like a little cartwheel roll, and then they mm-hmm. did like, I think it was a drop kick or something. But uh, to go back to like the, I mean, the Lucha Bros and Pack like heel-ish, you know, they didn't play. It's crazy. Like, Lucha Bros are a heel team, but the, but the crowd loves them. Like, I mean, we all do. Like, we're all fans of Lucha Bros. Like, when they come out, like, everybody's doing the Seattle, Seattle, you know, like, I mean, it's right. like crazy, even though they're heels, like, you still, it's like, kind of like the AJ Styles effect when he was a heel, you know, like, you're not going to really boo him. Even now, like, even though they still boo him, he still does heel stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I want from them. Like, I still want them to do heel stuff because, dude, you're over with the crowd. The crowd just love, even if they boo you, they're booing you out of respect. They're not booing you because you're terrible. And for Pac and for them, I just felt like there wasn't enough of that in this match. Yeah, I think the only like real heel thing the Lucha Bros have done is uh, when they spiked Christopher Daniels on the outside. But, right. You know, uh, franchise your thoughts on the six man tag. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not to cut you off right up. Yeah, but that's what made me like the Lucha Bros when they came out and they did stuff like that, and they really haven't done that since. And I hope they get back to doing that with them, not hurting people like that, but just that, you know, that was those heel antics that they should be doing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the match was a good match. I, I think to kind of answer to a degree what you guys are saying about, you know, Pac and the Lucha Bros. I think another reason, too, it's hard to really boo them or really – I'm not going to say, well, yeah, I guess invest or buy into them as heels are because they're so fucking talented, man. Oh, it's yeah. like, you you know, you know, it's hard to boo somebody that can flip and do the moves they do. You know, it's easier to boo a guy like uh, – let's MJF. say, like a, yeah, like an MJF or, you know, a, a Warlow or, you know, guys who really don't have those type of moves in their arsenal. Or don't really display them uh, for shock factor. You know they're mean, gritty, ground up, pound, strong, brute type dudes. Then you got a guy like Neville, jacked as all hell, but can sit up here and do a freaking five forty. You know he can sit up here and run a rope. You got Ray Phoenix and 
and Pentagon, who could bounce on the outside of the second rope, bounce back in the ring, do a backflip DDT. And you're like, what the fuck did I just see? So you know, I think yeah, but 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 Pac is that guy when he was fighting Heyman Page. I mean, people were still cheering him, but they were still booing him. Like they still love what he did, but he was still doing heel antic stuff that made you boo him. But you, but it's still Pac. You just respect what he does, but he's playing the heel. He's playing that character, and I just that so, you know, I feel like that's what was missing in this match. So, so I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna agree with you, and I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna agree with you with Pack. I think that I think Pack is a is a is a lot more believable because he commits to the character the most. With the with the with the um, Lucha Bros, though, I feel like the biggest uh, confusion with the Lucha Bros are they're labeled heels, but they don't really play to the crowd as heels. You get what I'm saying? Like, they do heel shit from, from time to time, but you don't look at them and be like, oh, they're just bad guys. They're just guys that occasionally do bad shit. You get what I'm saying? Like... Well, right, right, right you know, and I, and I agree, and I, and I totally agree with that, but even with that statement, they still didn't do half of that in this match. Like, I got you. It, 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 even with them not being the total badass heel like like pack is they're still all healed like i i i expected some little antics with the referee like you say the lucha bros they do little antics well there's you know los guerreros did plenty of antics but they were the heels you knew they were the heels they were always cheating in the matches eddie was king of doing that type of stuff and so was chavo so you you had that quirkiness but and, and that's how I look at uh, Lucha Bros. I think they're just a little bit more advanced. You can give or take because Eddie Guerrero is Eddie Guerrero. He's still a beast. But, but that style of heel is going to get booed, but they're going to get cheered because you know they're kind of goofy. And it, even for the Lucha Bros, I feel like that was that's what that's what was missing. That from them is missing. That yeah, they're they're over with the crowd. They do their little antic antic, but. I still want to see the do the you know the little stuff that they do to try to win. Okay, you, you know right, crazy. You right. I'll tell you this, man. The ending sequence to this match was awesome. With like Omega, oh, yeah. like you know, uh, uh, Full Nelson suplex Phoenix, and then Phoenix hits somewhat like the kind of like the stunner, like the RKO drop. And yeah, then, I like uh, when he does. When he did that move to the top rope, man, and you know it's that kick move. You know what I'm gonna call it. I was playing Street Fighter. It's the freaking I think it's Ryu when he spins in the air and does the spinning kick. Oh yeah, that's mm. that's that spinning reverse. Yeah, that's what man like uh, what uh, Phoenix's moves look like because when he jumped on that rope and did the spinning kick and then uh, Omega caught him with the hold on, he caught him with the V trigger. Yeah, and then he hit him with the one winged angel for the win. <laughs> man, that V tricked the boy. Ooh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, crazy, you have to time that thing perfect when he's spinning, you know, in midair. Oh, yeah, you do. You do. And he timed it perfectly and landed it. Mm-hmm. But man, I want, man, Ray Phoenix, man, that move is sick. So crazy. And then the elite gets the win. Cody comes out to celebrate, and they're trying to bring in uh, Hangman Page in the ring to celebrate. And Hangman Page is like, "No, no, you guys have your time. You guys are good." You know. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and which is, you know, like uh, franchise said, is that going to lead to a heel turn? 
And I'm kind of thinking maybe it will, um, you know, a little later on. But, you know, we, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. All right. Well, that was the end of the AEW review show. That was the end of the night. Any uh, final thoughts? No, nah, uh, man. It was a good show. Yeah, yeah, solid, solid, solid from from start to finish. I say, you know, our biggest complaint was, you know, in the in, in the beginning it's strong, and the end is strong, and the middle was somewhat lackluster. To me, I felt myself watching the whole entire show from start to finish. Man, no, no, no bathroom breaks or anything. Man, they they, I, I feel like no match really went too long. I feel like some matches probably could have went a little, little longer, but I'd rather have a match that can always use more time than to, you know, over the time. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like, even though, like, it was, you know, the first of the new year, it was January 1st, and you had, like, you know, like, a lot of, like, NCAA bowl games because they got the New New Year's Six Bowl, where they have six bowl games on the New Year's Day. And, like, I'll say this, man, AEW showed out, you know, on Wednesday. Especially in the ratings. Oh yeah. So what did uh what did AEW do? They did nine hundred and sixty seven thousand. All right. That's, okay. I mean, there was no NXT. I mean, well, at least no. Well, NXT you know, got five hundred forty eight thousand. Wow, that's still not bad. But it wasn't no show show. It was just an award show. Yeah, and they did show three matches. Yeah, but what was those three matches? Were they like those Christmas matches they showed? No, no. So they show like uh, previous NXT TakeOver matches. So they showed that ladder match. Oh. Remember with uh, the Street Profits, uh, the Undisputed Era, the um, Viking Forgotten Raiders. Sons. No, no. Yeah, Forgotten Sons and uh, I think uh, not uh, Viking Raiders. Oh, oh, man, that other team. Must- uh, not Mustache but- Mountain. The other, yeah, the other group. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed that match. They also showed, uh, uh, I think they showed the, um, they had to show the Cole versus Gargano. They did. They did. And I think they showed the takeover match, but I'm not sure. The, uh, War Games match. Oh, okay. I'm thinking. Damn, 900,000. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, 967, man. So. You know, especially with a big, you know, the first of the new year. You haven't seen AEW in two weeks. And, you know, I mean, you had the college football ball game. So, yeah, they did. They came out pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I almost made a million. So, you know, and it wasn't even a championship uh, kind of uh, night. No. Mm. Other than that, man, I, I, I got nothing else to say. Like I say, it was a good, solid show. Um yeah, I, I just I, I just hope they let um who who do I wanna see? Um I wanna see I, I, I wanna see where they're gonna go with Allen. I definitely wanna see where they're gonna do it, because uh, he like I say uh, he he should have he should have beat Cody. I, I think he should have beaten Cody. That would have been a, a nice surprise and it could have it could have been a hell of a story for Cody and trying to get himself back up. You know, the fact that uh, he lost to Allen. He can't challenge for the championship. He got screwed over by somebody he thought he trusted. I think that would have played more into the match. And then, you know, they could have went from there. But, you know, I, we'll take it for what it is. No doubt, no doubt. 
All right, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing on up and head to the SmackDown review. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the GOW. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold. He's too cold. He's flawless. Peace. Peace. Yep.